Hello and welcome to FitLife Radio, the place where you can learn a little bit more about how your body works and find new ways to improve your health. I'm your host Petyu and I hope to provide you with as much valuable information and inspire you to become a better version of yourself. What's going on ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another episode of FitLife Radio. Guys, today it's a very very special day, today is Wednesday, uh, no it's not special because it's bouldering day, even though that's quite exciting. Uh, today is a very special day because it's Q&A episode, yay, this is my favorite type of episode, this is my favorite um to do actually because I think it's quite beneficial for people to hear answers of questions um, now that doesn't mean that uh, you know I don't like or I less like the other types of episodes which are based on a specific subject no they're a little bit more technical I would say I just think that um, when someone is um, somehow or somewhat interested in a subject they tend to ask questions and they tend to listen more and learn from the answer uh, so they tend to benefit therefore more from that answer so i do believe that if i pick some of uh, you know those questions which i which i think are quite common and answer them i would be able to actually help and and benefit some more people out there rather than just um giving them 30 or 40 minutes uh, podcast of me talking about a specific subject uh, i'm not saying again that those other subjects are not beneficial of course they are but you might not be interested exactly on how sleep can make you fit or what exactly uh, you know prioritizing sleep means you might be interested in some of those questions that i'm about to answer so that's why i decided and that's why it's my favorite type of things to do because it gives me a bit more uh, versatility it gives me uh, some stuff to think about it gives me different topics which makes it slightly different and more interesting as well so uh, i do enjoy it a lot i do like it i hope you would enjoy it and find it useful so for those of you who don't know, question uh, Quora, excuse me, is question and answer based website or a platform. People uh, ask a lot of questions there, and they expect other people to answer. Usually, those people who answer are supposed to be, you know, somewhat experts, or you know, at least people that have been through similar stuff and are able to provide with the sufficient answer uh, the way it works is that you follow topics that you like and in my case this is health and fitness uh, and you get bombarded with thousands of questions from many 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 people and those people are expecting your answer or they're hoping for someone to actually give them an answer that is going to help them overcome their issue so I choose five of those um, and actually let's get started the first question for today is this does it mean I've burned more calories than I've been eating when I'm hungry 
In other words, does it mean that you burn more calories than you ate uh, if you feel hungry all the time? Now, it depends. <laughs> I'm sorry for saying it, but it depends because... Ah, uh, well, feeling hungry can be a lot of stuff, you know, like oftentimes actually feeling hungry can be very misunderstood. Um, for example, a lot of time feeling hungry could be just because you did not drink enough water and somehow your body doesn't know or you don't know how to read the signals of your body correctly and you think you are hungry, but in fact you are just thirsty and oftentimes... Um, Actually, that's a, it's a saying among us, like, when you feel hungry, first drink a glass of water and see if you still feel hungry. If you are still hungry, then go ahead and eat something. But if you're not hungry, it just meant that you were thirsty and you had to drink some water. Um, now, another reason could be that you just simply crave a food or certain type of food rather than actually being hungry. Um, oftentimes, we crave foods which are highly uh, palatable, such as, I mean, usually these are carbs or fast food, or like uh, the right combination of fat, salt, and sugar, which makes our brain basically, you know, light up um, and feel happy. So oftentimes we crave and we we don't understand craving the right way. Oftentimes we perceive it as just being hungry and uh, the first thing that we go to eat is usually those kind of foods that gives us like instant happiness. Um, so, you know, I would say if you really feel hungry, um, go and eat some maybe chicken and rice or steak or potatoes. Uh, are you still hungry or do you still want to eat something like that? Or you more feel like eating like a piece of chocolate or potato chips? Well, if that's the case, you are probably not hungry. Probably you're craving some food that are going to give you some uh, instant happiness. Um, other common... Uh, like not offenders, but, uh, you know, reasons that you might feel hungry without a reason could be that your body is just not producing the right hormones at the right time. Uh, so you should check also, you know, whether your thyroid gland is working properly, whether your pancreas is working properly, if you have some, you know, you might have some issues like... I don't want to scare anyone and I'm not saying that this is the case. I just want to mention that, um, for instance, uh, you know, panc pancreas is an organ that produces insulin or part of the pancreas produces insulin. Insulin is a hormone that is highly important for opening the cells and absorbing the blood sugar. So whenever the body senses that there is a spike in the blood sugar, insulin starts to produce uh, this, uh, excuse me, pancreas starts to produce insulin in order for the body to get rid of the blood sugar, which if it stays too long in the, uh, in the bloodstream, it gets toxic, uh, toxic. So a simple, it's not simple, but like a pancreatic tumor 
can prevent your pancreas to secrete those hormones. So it's not that, you know, your body uh, doesn't want to do that. It just there's some factors that are preventing it or offenders that are preventing it. So, you know, feeling hungry or feeling full is determined between uh, from two hormones, ghrelin and leptin. And if there is something that prevents your body from uh, secreting some of them, or should I say both of them in the right order, uh, you know, there might be an issue that is, you know, it should be resolved, it should be checked. So I highly recommend you checking that out, you know. Um, but of course, I'm not saying that this could be the main reason that probably like 1%. And it's less, way less likely to that to be the cause, but it's worth checking out if everything works properly. And if everything works properly, then you start to, you know, identify other issues. Now, on the other hand, um, you can be actually you can feel hungry if you do need more calories. Now, it highly depends of the routine that you are uh, are doing. Uh, in terms of exercises so for instance let's say you uh, started a routine that is supposed to help you build muscles and build strength now if you send the right type of signals to your brain saying that you need to build muscles and need to beat strength build strength uh, your brain is going to start using building blocks or you know basically the food that you eat as as building blocks to build that strength or to build muscles in order for you to have strength that means that uh you know bigger muscles means bigger engine and bigger engine means burning more fuel on the regular basis which may uh and should actually make you feel hungry and that's a good thing because obviously those building blocks has to come from somewhere and if they're not enough for your body uh, your body or your brain is gonna say hey become hungry like we need more food so that could be the case as well but also it depends on the activity that you do for example like because the question is is just like that does it mean i've burned more calories than i've been eating when i'm hungry uh like you can actually burn more calories throughout the day than you you have eaten uh, through cardio but that's not necessarily going to make you hungry on the opposite that should actually make you less hungry because cardio sends different types of adaptation and it should slow down your metabolism it should make you efficient with calories and you should basically start to feel less hungry than before because this is the adaptation that happens after cardio I'm not saying it's bad I'm just saying that it is what it is and this is how it works so you can definitely feel hungry uh, and it can definitely mean that you have burned more calories or you have eaten not enough calories that you burn uh, it can definitely mean if you are hungry that you are starting to build muscles like if if you follow a routine and at the same time you are also seeing strength gains and you know more energy 100% that's a good thing that means that you are hungry yes because you are building muscles you are increasing the speed of your metabolism and that's great so um, 
you know it depends uh, it, it's it's very very uh, important guys to 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 learn to read the signals from your body properly because um, as I mentioned before like depending of the foods that you eat throughout the day you may be more hungry or less hungry and still do the same activity and burn the same amount of calories and eat the same amount of calories in other words like if you eat like 500 calories worth of potato chips in one hour you would feel like you didn't eat at all and you can feel hungry again because this is how it works like carbs are very they're not satiating but they're palatable in other words they're very tasty and you can eat more of them without feeling full but if you eat the same 500 calories but in steaks or you know eggs or salad like these may not be as palatable as the carbs but they are very satiating so after not two but after even five hours you won't feel that hungry just because you know your body feels full because this is what fats and protein and and vegetables do like they make you feel full so depending on what you eat depending on your activity you can definitely feel more hungry or less hungry and in this case uh, i cannot give a specific answer whether that's the case to that person because um, you know, I need much more information and I need to actually spend some time with that person and assess a lot of other things to in, in order to be able to determine whether like he f or she feels hungry because of burning more calories or because of eating not like not eating enough or there is some other issues. Um, but as I said, like it's a great question because it gives me it gives me opportunity to talk about, uh, you know, hunger. It gives me opportunity to talk about how, uh, you know, that signal from the body called hunger or like feeling hungry can be manipulated with exercises, can be manipulated with food. And, and that's why, like I started with, it depends and it always depends. And it probably every single question that I'm going to answer is going to start with, it depends because this is the reality guys it always depends there's always two or more sides so um i hope you learn a lot from this question <laughs> now moving on to the next question the second one how accurate are body fat percent machines in the gym that's a great question and i'm very happy that i picked this one uh i've been i kind of wanted to talk about that uh, for a long time i even wrote a blog uh it's you know it's not exactly about those uh machines in the gyms but it's more about the activity trackers but it's pretty much the same it's uh, like for me all those activity trackers or the machines in the gym like the the body count uh, the the f like uh, the body fat counting machines uh, or like the body composition machines in the gym these are great tools, uh, you know, for you to kind of like determine your baseline and then check again after a while and see whether you had progress or not uh, and what kind of progress you had. Uh, 
but I don't think these are the most reliable tools that we should be doing all the time. Now, I'll give you an example, a story that uh, I haven't told in the web on the podcast uh, so far. Um, when I was working in the gym, uh, we wanted to test with another trainer because we were pretty new and we wanted to test actually how does it work, how does that machine works because we wanted to... We were supposed to advertise it to clients and to people, but also, uh, I mean, why not actually knowing how it works? It could be a great, um, you know, a great tool to 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 educate or just to show progress or to, you know, as I said, to find baseline. Uh, now, we tested out a few times and like uh, it said that uh, my metabolism is uh, like a 40 something years old person uh, and and like uh, I'm overweight as well and I mean I definitely was overweight many years ago but I don't consider myself overweight anymore however there is like a you know a scale that you know, according to this scale or a guideline, I am considered technically overweight, even though I'm like at what, 15, 16% body fat, uh, you know, but just because I'm 90 kilos and, you know, according to that guidelines, um, I'm supposed to be like 70 something and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, like the funny thing was that like two minutes after I tested for the first time, I tested again, and then it showed me that my, my metabolism was like an 18 years old guy. So like, first it was 40 something, and two minutes after, uh, I was like 18 years old. Uh, so, you know, those machines can be very easily manipulated. Those machines are the worst accurate tools. However, there is some truth to that and you can actually use them to uh, in your advantage. Um, you can uh, try to test with that machine. For example, uh, in the morning uh, or like at the same time, basically. So like if you test, uh, if you use it as a tool and you use it uh, with the same circumstances every time, you should be able to have a pretty good baseline. In other words, like if I test myself now and I go and drink half a liter of water, I'm gonna have completely different uh, things showing on that machine. Uh, if I do a bit of exercises, uh, again, I'm gonna have different variables there and I'm gonna see different things on the machine. So uh, my suggestion is that when you do your first scan with those machines, do it and remember how it was in terms of like whether you ate, how many meals you had, um, you know, what kind of clothes you had, did you work out before or you didn't, uh, you know, did you drink water or did you did not, all those variables that can potentially change, uh, you know, what the machine says. And next time when you go and do the same body scan or use the same machine, do it within the same circumstances. So if you did it early in the morning, before working out, after waking up, uh, you know, after wake up, you went to the gym, you wanted to do like fasted cardio 
but right before you hop on the machine you uh, on the like treadmill you go and use that machine and then a month after or two weeks after do it exactly the same so in the morning after you wake up go to the gym without food exactly the same way you did it last time and this is going to be the most accurate way to use those machines but again don't use it every single day uh, don't uh, expect that this machine is going to show you the perfect uh, or exact measures because for sure it's not like i said i'm neither 18 nor 40 something years old and that cannot change within five minutes so make sure you do it uh like i said with you know uh with with time not every single day make sure you do it within the same circumstances as well and it would be a pretty good way to determine you know obviously like body fat percent changes uh and even if it's not accurate even if it shows you like in the beginning of the month 30 percent but you are actually 15 you know if you measure yourself after a month and instead of 30 you are now 28 well obviously that means that you lost two percent of body fat and realistically you were 15 or 18 and now you're 16 but the machine says 30 and now you're 30 28 it doesn't matter it's not the perfect way to determine uh, or to measure your exact body fat percentage but it's a good baseline that uh, you know you can use to measure your progress so don't get caught up in what the machine says in terms of like uh, you know the age of your metabolism or you know if you have 30 percent body fat uh, but use it as a as a good tool you know just like uh, the step counters or the calorie burning uh, uh not machines but like the you know the the fit trackers you know like the fitness trackers the activity trackers they might track like how many steps you did or what kind of exercises how many calories you burn well you know you might not be burning two two and a half thousand calories you might be burning two two thousand calories realistically but it's a great way to see your baseline you know you might not be exactly uh, walking 10,000 steps but you can see that you know if yesterday shows that you walk 10,000 steps and today you walk 8,000 steps even though these are not the exact correct numbers you can clearly see that you walk 2,000 steps less than yesterday or you walked less than yesterday regardless of like that that difference so use it as a tool but don't rely on it to be 100% accurate because if you rely too much on it, it might give you some headaches and, uh, you know, you might stall your progress or you might freak out and decide to do like to not trust the process. Or, you know, you might freak out and think that, oh, my God, I have 30 percent body fat when realistically you have 18, you know, and you might freak out and completely change your diet, stop eating um, that much. And, uh, you know, starting to do cardio all the time because you just freak out that the machine says you have 30 percent. It doesn't really matter what the machine says, like. Trust the process, follow the process, and use it as uh, as as a tool. That's it. Next question, guys. The third one: What are the greatest health hacks to keep you energized and nourished? Well, it depends. <laughs> no, well, um, there are so many. In fact, 
um, there are so many health hacks I don't think actually is is a hack I think it's more of a behavior that you should change or you should try to adopt when it comes to uh, you know feeling more energized or nourished now first what does it mean feeling energized I mean it could be a great hack to take cocaine and feel more energized but that's not necessarily uh, you know a great way to to continuously feeling energized uh, you know what I mean so uh, you know let's not get that extreme but like you know maybe you can drink coffee or green tea and feel more energized that no, no that's not necessarily healthy but it's a hack that can make you feel more energized so um you know i would say these are behaviors that uh are supposed to be adopted and are you know those behaviors determine how you actually feel every day and you cannot feel 100% energized every single day even though you do the same things like uh, you know and follow the same hacks it just what it, it is what it is this is how it works your body uh, is changing your environment is changing your stress levels are changing uh, you know the weather is changing if you will so you know you cannot live in a perfect uh you know in a lab kind of uh, environment where you control all the variables so you know you might have you know good days and bad days so you know there are definitely some hacks that you can that can make you feel energized but again i don't think those hacks are uh, you know in, in general i don't think hack is the right uh, thing to do when you don't feel energized you know it's like i don't think it's if your body doesn't feel ready or energized uh, i don't think the right thing to do is to get two coffees and feel ready again you know i think if your body feels tired you just need to listen to your body and don't you know push it too much that's it you know um, when it comes to feeling nourished again i mean you can eat a salad and all of a sudden feeling like uh you know very very healthy uh, <laughs> but you know it's uh of course it's like I'm, I'm joking but like you know these are stuff that uh you know you should be doing every day you should be st like striving for uh just getting better every single day when it comes to uh you know because like what does it mean feeling nourished uh like you know so far i don't know uh you know it's it's very hard to determine uh if you are depleted or if you are um if you like nutrients like straight away you know what i mean it's like if i didn't take enough protein yesterday and veggies or enough fats uh, I'm not gonna see any difference today I'm gonna see difference in like one or two weeks if I continue doing the, doing it this way and vice versa you know is like if I feel down every single day and if I feel depleted if I uh, suffer from like uh, malnutrition or something like that just one day of eating right is probably not going to make any changes neither uh, so you know it's it's what you do consistently on a daily basis what can uh, which is 
going to determine whether you're going to be nourished and energized. Uh, and those things, uh, I've talked many times about it. These are, I mean, there are thousands of stuff that you can do, in fact, you know, but the biggest bangs for your buck, uh, they're, they're three or four, honestly. Like, you know, make sure you eat uh, nutrient-dense food. In other words, make sure you eat enough protein, make sure you eat enough healthy fats, make sure you eat a lot of vegetables, and make sure you, in generally, you don't undereat or overeat, you know? Make sure you don't eat a lot of fast foods or processed food or treats all the time, because, you know, that might prevent you from eating all the other very important nutrients. Uh, but uh, on the other side, like make sure that also from time to time you enjoy, uh, you know, in the taste of the food, you know, like if you if today's your birthday and you go out and you want to have a glass of wine or just like it's Friday night and you want to go out and enjoy the, the night with your friends, like 100 percent, like have a glass of wine or have a sh like shot of whiskey or something like this, you know, like this is why those things were invented and we should be able to enjoy them. Uh, you know, it just the problem is if it becomes uh, a habit and if it's all the time. So, um, you know, also like make sure you don't overeat or undereat. Of course, it's normal to overeat from time to time. It happens, you know, uh, we cannot all the time, uh, you know, stay fully consistent and, you know, serve those habits that we adopt but make sure that in generally you eat good food you know you eat healthy food you eat real food that you have to cook make sure you eat like i said a lot of protein a lot of vegetables healthy fats um you know carbs from time to time make sure you don't go to the other direction and like restrict all the time because restricting food is gonna first make you want more and restricting food also might uh deplete you from some nutrients um yeah, another thing is movement, you know, uh, like we like to say movement provide energy. So you might feel down and not very energized, but as soon as you start moving, you are actually going to feel great. You know, it's like right time, right now, maybe I feel cold and, you know, I'm not even, I don't even want to think about going out when it's uh, on minus two and walking. But in fact, if I go out after 10 minutes, I'm going to feel hot, you know, I'm going to feel warm, I'm going to feel great, uh, I'm going to feel warmer outside on minus 2 than, you know, sitting here on 20 or 22. So, movement provides energy, make sure you have, uh, you know, consistent, uh, some sort of routine that you follow when it comes to movement, make sure you just, uh, you know... Mm, you know, you, you adopt that kind of a habit that, you know, you do five, six, ten thousand steps a day, you know, like you go for a walk, make sure you just just like, you know, we have the routine of brushing the, our teeth. All right. It's the same thing, you know, develop a routine that fits you. Obviously, like none of us is uh, brushing our teeth exactly at the same time, you know, uh, because that's just impossible, you know, 
but create a routine that works for yourself. Create a routine that uh, you know you can follow, and this is going to actually make you feel way more energized. You know, make sure you move a bit. Make sure, like maybe find a sport that you like and go practice it once or twice or three times a week or you know um and when you feel when you don't feel energized just get up and and move you know honestly that's one of the greatest hacks uh that i can give to people like when you not when you don't feel like you want to move this is the time when you should move and trust me like the 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 on the fifth second of you moving like or when you start moving on the fifth second you're going to feel like a completely new person another thing is sleep uh and this is highly important because we sleep for a reason uh, you know make sure you prioritize sleep uh, and mostly like make sure you prioritize the routines before sleep make sure you uh, you know don't expose yourself to too much electronics make sure like there's no uh, not a lot of, uh, you know, a very bright light. Uh, make sure you don't eat and straight away go to bed. Uh, you know, try to cool the room down. Um, you know, just, just, you know, if you prioritize, uh, you know, the routines before sleep, your sleep is going to improve. And better sleep quality, it's much more important than sleep quantity. So, you know, better sleep quality is going to make you more energized the next day. It's going to help you uh, make better choices. It's going to, you know, just increase your quality of life in, in general. Like, we all know how we feel after uh, a night of poor sleep. And we all know how we feel after a night of great sleep. So, you know, if we prioritize it and do it every single day or try to do it every day, we're definitely gonna feel like energized and nourished and this is this is another health hack but it's not a hack it's not something that you do and all of a sudden something change is behavior that we adopt and we follow and we you know just try to get better every single day none of those uh you know you cannot adopt all those habits at the same time and just all of a sudden become a new person but you can try to to get better every single day maybe you want to read a book every single day but so far you're reading zero hours or zero minutes you know but you really want to start reading a book if you force yourself to read a book like for two hours every day maybe you're gonna read only one or two days but instead if you start very slow and be like okay i'm gonna read for 10 minutes today tomorrow i'm gonna try to read for 12 minutes or 15 minutes the day after you know, I'm going to try to make sure that I don't go below 15 minutes of reading. And then, like, over time, you're going to build up a routine of reading every single day. And over time, probably that is going to increase, just like exercises, you know. In the beginning, it might be hard to uh, adopt a behave that kind of behavior or create a routine around exercises. But after, it just becomes part of your life. So... There are no health hacks. There are more uh, behaviors that we adopt. Anyway, moving on to the fourth question. How many crunches should I do to get abs? Uh, zero, because you already have abs. Uh, 
No, that's obviously joking. Like, uh, I mean, actually, it's not really because uh, there is no person that doesn't have abs. Abs are uh, are not abs. Abs are abdominals. Uh, they are, you know, the core muscles are actually. Uh, it's um, the core muscle or the muscles around our waist or our core, you know, consist of uh, many muscles and uh, those muscles exist regardless whether are visible or not they do exist and I don't know of a person that doesn't have them uh, so just like if you go to a doctor and uh, they measure your blood pressure and you ask them do I have blood pressure uh, yes obviously otherwise you would be dead <laughs> you know uh, now it's a different topic whether your blood pressure is high or low so um anyway back to the question uh you don't actually need to do crunches in order to get visible abs uh being uh and and you i mean you do have abs the the question is whether they're visible or not and that is determined 99 percent uh, of your body fat so in other words if you have usually below 15 I would say percent body fat uh, your abs are going to be visible now the lower you go if you are uh, sub 10 percent your abs are going to be pretty visible um, and you know if you are above 15 16 percent body fats you are still going to have abs and you might have the best looking abs uh, the best shaped abs in the world but they are going to be covered with body fats and they won't be visible. So crunches are not the exercise that is going to make your abs visible. Crunches is just one way of training your abdominals. Um, I, I should also say that this is not the greatest way to, to also train abs. Um, because you know like i said there is 99% because you don't have uh, you have a lot of fats that you cannot see your abs but there are some um you know there's 1% of the people that actually have very low body fat percentage but they are the abs are still not as shaped or you know like some people like to refer as they cannot be visible through the t-shirt uh, now in this case crunches could help uh, you know kind of shape a little bit your abs and make them more just like any other muscles when it's exercised it gets uh, more elastic there's more blood flow to that muscle and that muscle is usually more pumped you are able to activate it easily um, you're able to connect to that muscle and you know you can increase the size of that muscle so doing crunches is one way of or one exercise that can help you train your abs or can be used to train your abs so it can make your abs slightly larger just like any other muscles like if you do like bicep curls is gonna make your biceps larger you know if you do squats that's gonna make your lower body or your glutes or your um, 
quads larger, obviously. So it's the same thing with abs or abdominals. However, I wouldn't say the most important thing when it comes to course uh, is uh, visibility. The most important thing is strength. Um, because, uh, well, our core, our abs, uh, those uh, the abdominals, you know, the muscles around our waist are uh, the muscles that connect the upper body and the lower body, and it determines our posture. It helps to prevent a lot of injuries, and strength and proper activation of those muscles is far more important than visibility. So, like... You know, anyway, doing 5,000 crunches every day, if it's not going to help you get more visible abs if you don't have, uh, if you have a lot of body fats. So I would rather uh, do very compound exercises, learn how to activate my core, um, do very like strength-based exercises with my abs in order to make them, um, you know, more strong like stronger and resilient uh, rather than just do 5000 crunches because you know you know you can train your abs in many many different ways in fact you know funny enough but deadlift trains abs yes exactly i said it squat also train your abs overhead press bench press these all all of those exercises require core activation require your like requires you to activate properly and brace your core so every time you do all those exercises you are simultaneously training your abs as well so doing 5000 crunches on top of that is not really going to help help you get more visible abs uh you know adjusting your diet it's going to you know, and, and actually losing some body fats, this is what is going to help you burn some uh, some body fats and get visible abs. So crunches, like, yeah, how many crunches should I do? None. You shouldn't, I, I, I don't think that doing any crunches is going to get you abs. You already have them. Uh, make sure they're strong enough. Uh, train all your body and make sure you build your metabolism then make sure you adjust your diet lose some body fats and you would get like not only visible abs but a very strong core and strong body as well now moving to the last question guys can stretching improve your health uh, i left that question at the end because it's actually a very very cool question uh, i think it's it gives me a lot of room to talk and to brainstorm uh like can stretching improve your health well oh, well it depends again now uh first let's talk about what health actually is um health is a summary uh, of a lot of factors or components in our life so uh, health can mean a healthy uh, immune system. Health can mean, um, you know, uh, getting enough nutrients so our body works as it should or work optimally. Health can mean being stronger and more resilient to 
uh, everyday life challenges. Health can mean uh, being flexible as well uh, and again be more resilient to everyday uh, challenges. So it highly depends what you mean by health. Uh, but yes, stretching 100% can improve health, uh, like, or, or at least can improve, like, health is also quality of life. Health is ease, you know, or like being able to do whatever you want with more ease, without pain, uh, you know, with, uh, like, less effort. So, let's say you have tight muscles, uh, you know, maybe you uh, sit all day and work all day on a computer and you do want to do some stretches like regularly, maybe like every one hour uh, just to help you loosen up some tight muscles and also, you know, move a little bit and take a break from the screen. 100% stretching can improve your health because it's going to make you uh, you know, it's going to loosen up the tight muscles, it's going to alleviate some of the pain, it's going to make you move, which means that you're going to burn a little bit more calories, you're going to activate some muscles, you're going to promote blood flow, and you're going to get away for five minutes every hour from the computer. So, 100% uh, health can improve, uh, can be improved through stretching. Now, is it the most optimal way to get healthy? No, it isn't. Um, you know, just by doing stretching, uh, you know, you're not going to get stronger, you're not going to improve your posture, or you're not going to treat the root cause of the problem. For example, if you are uh, in a bad posture all day long, stretching can alleviate some of the pain that can uh, be in a res as a result from that bad posture, but it's not going to promote a better posture and it's not going to strengthen the muscles that are being neglected throughout the entire day. Um, you know, stretching can help you passively go into ranges of motion, uh, you know, such as split, for example, but stretching is not going to help you um, you know, it's not going to prevent injury if you uh, slip accidentally uh, and and fall and get into a split position. In other words, like um, being able to passively go to that split position, it doesn't mean that you have full control in that position yourself. It doesn't mean that you possess that range of motion. Uh, so working on mobility, I would say it's superior than stretching or working on flexibility because mobility is going to improve your range of motion, but in more functional way. So mobility is going to promote a better posture, uh, is going to address the root cause of the problem. Mobility is going to strengthen some muscles that are, um, crucial for a good posture and it's not only going to alleviate some of the pain but in fact is also going to attack the root cause of the problem so uh, like i said 
stretching yes 100% can contribute to quality of life and quality of life is health now by quality of life of course i don't mean you know being able to allow yourself whatever you want that's not quality of life for me uh, or not the type of quality of life i refer to uh, so yes stretching can definitely improve your health but there are far more superior ways of uh, moving which are going to be beneficial so i mean if you want to do stretching 100 percent do stretching if this is what you like to do 100% do it but if you are looking for a way to improve your health with doing some like minor kind of like not minor but like fast exercises or like you know um, what's the word like you know exercises many times for a few years I highly suggest you look at mobility exercises because they are similar to stretching but they come with much more benefits. Um, I have a blog written on this subject, how important are mobility exercises. Uh, I also have a blog uh, that may help you stretch tight muscles. Uh, I'm gonna link both of them uh, in the description. But again, like, yes and no. Stretching is great, flexibility is great, but mobility is just better. It depends what you need, it depends what you lack. Both are going to improve your health. Uh, so it's not gonna hurt if you try it. With that being said, guys, this was the last question um, for today's Q&A episode. I hope you liked it, I hope you enjoyed it, I hope you find it uh, beneficial uh, or educational. Uh, I would appreciate if uh, I see some feedback uh, because that's going to help me basically, you know, improve myself and improve uh, this podcast, improve the, that service that I try to provide to you. Um, speaking of service, uh, feel free to go and check my website where you can read a lot of blog posts. You can benefit from a lot of free resources and you can also find out more about myself and what else that website can provide you with. so i'm gonna link all of those in the description you can also by the way find me in facebook and instagram uh fitlife blueprints underscore pk that's uh my instagram fitlife blueprints facebook as well go and check that out thank you so much for being with me today uh I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it as well. Um, I wish you a great, great week. Um, a marvelous day. A fantastic workout if you choose to do one. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning to FitLife Radio. I hope you learned something useful or at least had a bit of color to your commute. If you enjoyed the show, please share the love by introducing it to friends and family. And if you don't mind, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. Thank you for your support, and until next time, stay fit.